Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. For there is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. In chapter 3 of the book of prophecies, spoken by Nahum, starting in verse 2, we read this, The noise of a whip, and the noise of the rattling of the wheels, and of the prancing of horses, and of the jumping chariots shall be heard. The horseman lifteth up both his bright sword and the glittering spear. And because of these, there is a multitude that are slain, and a great number of corpses, that there is no end of their corpses. They stumble upon their corpses because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot, the mistress of witchcrafts that selleth nations, through her whoredoms, and families through her witchcrafts. Behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness, and the kingdoms thy shame. Nahum the prophet prophesies of the wrath of God, against Nineveh in his short but clear and powerful writings. We remember Nineveh from the story of Jonah when they repented, but their repentance was relatively short-lived and they returned to their wickedness. So was the judgment that came upon them even greater than that which was averted. Because that they had the truth, they had the way of escape, They had the word of God, but in their pride and arrogance, they ignored it and returned to their wickedness, their own vain imaginations, their idols and idolatries. Nineveh was more than just a wicked city. It was the center of trade, of commerce, and of influence for the world of that time. Nineveh was the chief city of the Neo-Assyrian Empire and the largest city in the world in its day. The sudden destruction of this city seemed impossible. The Assyrians possessed the height of military skill and technology. They had an army that no nation could beat. All the resources of wealth and manpower. They had had the fear of their foes for so long. Yet at the same time did their dominance cause them to have many enemies as they oppressed others for their own prosperity. So how did this great city fall? 
God had given them a reprieve and space for repentance, but they chose to cling to their sins and self-reliance so that God's hand was forced to move against them. He decreed judgment, and when he did, it began to fall from within. Unrest from within its own borders. And while this unrest was happening, a coalition of the nations that it had formerly dominated suddenly attacked them and decimated it. This is the event that Nahum proclaims is on the cusp of happening. You see, Nineveh was the seat of Ashereth worship, who was the female counterpart of Baal. The worship of Ashereth was typically marked by promiscuity, hence Nahum's reference to the well-favored harlot and infanticide or the sacrifice of children, which is always the result of the promotion of whoredoms. Her symbols were often the moon or Venus, of which modern feminism still identifies itself to this day hidden in plain sight. Yet, as it is with all sin, all of this is simply a cover for selfishness. Nineveh, known in its day as the Bloody City, being the capital of it. So after much warning and space for repentance, God was finally forced to judge it for the sake of the innocent that it slew and oppressed continually to appease its own appetite for selfishness masquerading as decadence and the height of human achievement. And today I tell you this, that the cities may change through the ages, but the spirits in operation do not. This is why when mystery Babylon is destroyed by God in the book of Revelations, we see much of the same wording We see this great harlot. We see the nations partaking of her sins and selfishness. We see the bloodshed that it brings to the innocent. There is nothing new under heaven. The devil never learns his lesson. The same spirits keep trying to set up the same kingdoms, influencing men to commit the same sins that bring the same judgments time and time Again, do the modern cities of men think that they are any different? Do they think that they are exempt from God's righteous judgments? No, and except they repent, they will all likewise perish. God has never allowed this spirit to remain in power indefinitely. Asheroth, Isis, Ishtar, Jezebel, Diana, different names for the same who have hunted the saints of God through the ages, who have dared to speak against the selfishness of her sins until God himself stepped in and dealt with it. He desires repentance as he does not delight in judgment. 
yet does it become inevitable when his mercies are rejected. We may have modern cities, but they still honor ancient deities, and they will bring upon their inhabitants the same judgments that their predecessors have, except they repent and abandon their pride and selfishness. So saints of the living God preach righteousness like Jonah did, for it truly is the only thing that will turn the tide of judgment on these wicked systems. In Jonah chapter 2 verse 7 we read this, When my own selfish will faded away within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto me unto thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed, for salvation is of the Lord. Lord, we repent today of trying to figure things out and find a way to stay a judgment that has come by the very decrees of heaven against the wicked. O oh Lord, we do not want to prolong the suffering of the innocent. We plead and we cry out with the heart of repentance. Forgive us for our complacence, our compromise, and our acquiescence. Lord, we break all agreement today with Baal, with Ashereth with selfishness, with perversion, and with the suffering of the innocent. O oh Lord, come and deliver us. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 39, we read these, the words of Jesus Christ, as he spoke to the Pharisees. He said unto them, A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, except for but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Jesus was telling us that when it comes to the point that we are on the very brink of judgment, he's not sending any more outpourings of miracles and miraculous power. He's sending his truth and his word. He's not playing with the church anymore. He's saying, get into alignment with what I have spoken because your disagreement, your unbelief is causing suffering. In the time of Jonah, he simply said, repent. In the time of Jesus, he did do miracles for the sinners and the unbelieving, but for the church, for the Pharisees, for those who should know better, all he did was speak the truth to them and give them opportunity to get into alignment with it. But they chose to align themselves with the Hellenistic world system again, the same spirit. So again, we read what happened to Nineveh and Nahum. And then we're going to read what is coming to Mystery Babylon, that great city of the last days, these centers of trade. And you will see that it's the same. In Nahum chapter 3, verse 3, we read, The horsemen lifted up both the bright sword 
and the glittering spear. Because of them there were a multitude of slain, and a great number of carcasses that there is no end to the corpses. They stumble upon these corpses because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlots, the mistress of witchcrafts, that selleth nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcraft. Behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirt upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. And it shall come to pass that all they that look upon thee shall flee from thee and say, Nineveh is laid waste. Who will bemoan her? Where will I find comforters for her? Art thou better than populous? No, that was situated among the rivers, that had the waters round about it, whose rampart was the sea. And her wall was from the sea, a port city. There shall the fire devour thee, and the sword shall cut thee off, and it shall eat thee up like the canker. Make thyself many as the locusts. Thou hast multiplied thy merchants above the stars of heaven. It was a center of trade and economics. The canker worm Spoileth it, and it flieth away. There is no healing for thy bruise. Thy wound is grievous. All that hear the brute of thee shall clap their hands over thee. For upon whom hath thy wickedness not passed continually? Then jumping to Revelations chapter 17, starting in verse 5, and we will read through verse 18, and you will see the similarities. It says, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs. Of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. These are the ones who shall make war with the Lamb, but the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, or peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues, and the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate. Do you see the same thing that happened before? The very ones that she was domineering and dominating and ruling over came up against her and destroyed her. And what does it say that they will do? They shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree, and to give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. 
Chapter 18, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her her iniquities, reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her according to the works in the cup which she hath filled, fill it back to her double, how much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give it back unto her, for she hath said in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come, in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her, and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her. When they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for fear of her torments, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her again. This city is an economic center for the world, just like Nineveh was. But these merchants around the world, they shall weep for her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. It was a very wealthy place with much provision, for in one hour so great riches are brought to nothing. And every shipmaster and all the company in ships, it was a great harbor and port city. All of the ships and the sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust upon their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her coastliness on the coast. For in one hour is she made desolate. Now listen to this. After speaking of all that has happened to this city, what does the angel of the Lord say to the remnant? He says, rejoice over her, thou heaven, 
and ye holy apostles and prophets. For God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. You see, it put forth this great image as being this great economic center and the height of human achievement and even a capital of the world. But the truth of the matter is this, that within it was rooted wickedness and the shedding of the blood of the innocents and the manipulation of governments and the blood of the saints. They funded the perversion and manipulation of the word of God. They funded wicked organizations that hunted the Christians. They funded and manipulated and controlled all manner of wickedness. And in one hour, does God release his judgment on it? In the time of Nineveh, he did it with a coalition of their enemies, the same people that they had once domineered over, who had once served them faithfully. The very beast that they thought they controlled came up and bit them but the word of God is very clear that God himself put it in their heart to do this. It's happened before and it will happen again. Because as we read in the beginning in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9, the things that have been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. There is nothing new under the sun. God gives us very clear warnings in the scripture, in the pages of this great history book. You better heed it. You better come out from among her and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and then he will receive you. Stop trying to save the well-favored harlot. Preach the word of God. Do what Jonah did, and John the Baptist, and Jesus Preach repentance. Because when this judgment comes, if you are found in agreement with it, then you will not be covered. You will not be protected. But God has made a way of escape from it. He sent us an ark. He sent us Jesus. You better open up the word and read what he came and suffered and sacrificed to tell us because you're saved by faith that means believing and trusting in him but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word because if you don't know what he's spoken how can you believe it oh the church keeps looking for some grand new thing and they will not find it any more than the pharisees got their sign because there is nothing new under the sun there is no mystery, except that many among the church are already serving Mystery Babylon.
This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.